0: Welcome to Talk Therapy CBT, a conversation about educating, helping, and connecting individuals to the world of psychology. This podcast is supported and produced by Inner Balance Psychology Center. I would also like to thank our sponsor, Dr. Alba Raffaella, psychologist and author of Breaking the Mirror, a story and guide on how to recognize and deal with narcissists, available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Raffa. And joining me today is my co host, Mr. Anthony Dana. Hola. Ciao. Hello. how are you today i'm here bonjour okay yeah we have a show today that was kind of sparked from was it a youtube video i don't know how we got on that it was a book no it's a book you were listening to
1: well there was a book that i was listening to and It's by David Green, The Laws of Human Nature. I forget how many laws he has because, you know, he has a certain amount of laws. It's just the laws of human nature. And then this one chapter in particular, it's called The Second Language. He talks about Milton Erickson and his revelation when he was younger. He had polio. And he also went into a coma, and when he woke up, he couldn't speak. And so he began to use his sense of eyesight, just watching and hearing. And, and hearing keen observations of his seven sisters, one had a brother, and he would just notice body language, and he would notice how people acted. When they would say no, he can tell that they really meant yes or vice versa. And it just really, really...
0: I think he counted 16 no's, like the ways that the sisters yeah. mentioned the brother had said yes, but really meant no. And in one instance, one sister actually shook her head yeah. and said yes. So that got us thinking about nonverbal behavior. And he said a lot of cool <laughs> things about what he noticed and what he heard in people's tone of voice <laughs> and how their body, your body language gives away, you know, your feelings.
1: Right. And then it came up again because so when we did the review on Never Split the Difference, Chris Voss recommended Joe Navarro's book, which you're
0: I'm listening to. I'm half I'm more than halfway through, so I right. figured it's enough. What is it? What everybody is saying?
1: What everybody is what everybody saying. Is
0: everybody is saying. So they're both FBI agents, former FBI agents, and went into teaching, you know, these classes. Right. So, yeah, so we're going to talk about nonverbal behavior today. Right. We both
1: have quotes. Yeah. One more interesting little tidbit with Milton Milton Erickson is then when he began his practice in psychology, he would just notice with people's body language, he would kind of like understand what they were in for or their problems or concerns. And I remember the story, I don't know if you remember this one, the one lady who came in. And she was all flustered and just anxious. And he calmed her down. He goes, okay, how long have you been cheating on your husband? And she like turned beet red because yeah. that's one of the things that, you know, she's paranoid about, but how did you know that? And then there was a guy, I think he was cheating on his wife and he figured that one out too immediately and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. It's kind of neat. So yeah, so we're going to talk about body language and we do have quotes. I have, I'll start off with mine. It is from... Ralph Waldo Waldo Emerson, what you do speak so loud that I cannot hear what you say. Mm -hmm. And it goes, to I guess, to me, it's the same. It's the old action, speak louder than
0: words. So 65% of our communication is nonverbal, according to Joe Navarro. So probably is accurate that we do things very automatically and involuntarily, which I'll get into in a minute that we don't realize our tells. So it isn't like these these men are reading the mind. There's so much that can be discerned from nonverbal communication and body language.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially, I think immediately of athletics. If, you know, when I used to coach, I can look at another player or my player's body language and need, know they need a talking to, or if I see the other player, I coach tennis, but, you know, like the other player and like, if they're like, slumped over and you know kind of like woe is me it's like okay good you know like let's capitalize on that and and poker my god i mean uh we
0: talk about the poker face often yeah you know how a lot of people can really master that but there's a tell yeah that's
1: why they all wear sunglasses indoors because they don't want you to see their eyes
0: (laughs) yeah exactly so my quote is the most important thing in communication is hearing what isn't said Peter F. Drucker. So same thing, lots of things going on that we don't notice. So one of the things that I learned, which is, is some of it is kind of obvious. You cannot rely on someone's face. We have been so conditioned socially to hide how we feel with our facial expressions, with a smile, you know, like just with a way to be socially pleasant. So you have to really look at someone from the neck down in order to decipher how they really feel, so in poker mm-hmm. talking about this, watch them under the table
1: if they shift their weight or if yeah, they they're doing if they're a side hands, sitter
0: they're a side sitter what they're doing with their hands and their feet specifically are the tells whether they're bluffing
1: some people do slip and I mean with their facial expressions.
0: Sure. Right. So they get excited. So they like
1: get a, I mean, for like a nanosecond, you might catch something. Their
0: pupils dilate. Yeah. yeah. Or they, <laughs> they
1: just like, you know, like... A,
0: they have a good hand, maybe.
1: Yeah. Like, so they
0: could fake it if they don't have a good
1: hand. Well, Claire Dumphy, I you know when she hears that somebody passed away, she starts grinning.
0: That's right. <laughs> it's like this automatic <laughs> thing. Yeah. So the reason it's automatic, I may have talked about this before, is the limbic system. So part of our old brain animal, part of our brain for survival is the limbic system. And that regulates... Our emotions and all of it is automatic with our nervous system. So, we actually are familiar with the term fight or flight, right? Have you ever heard of freeze? Free, freeze? freeze tag. Freeze tag. Okay, so not exactly. Oh,
1: okay, freeze, that's the only freeze I know, and 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 Mr. Freeze, but let's Mr. Pretty much. Freeze.
0: Okay, so there's a third fight, flight, freeze, which we often forget about. But one thing I did learn, which I'm super excited to share. With patients of mine, especially, is we automatically go to freeze first. We cannot not freeze. <laughs> we cannot control the freeze.
1: So first. that's when we're given information, and we no, nope, we... no. Nope.
0: It's like a, a deer in headlights. When we're faced with something stressful, or we're hypervigilant about it, immediately we freeze. Is that
1: so? What are we Could doing? A subtle freeze. Are we processing, or different people do different things?
0: No, we all freeze.
1: We just we just freeze.
0: Yeah, I don't mean like freeze and like no, but fighting. like yeah,
1: like we just okay. We have that yeah. moment of there's
0: a moment of of stopping. It could be a really really quick stop. <clears throat> then second to that is flee. So we want to we want to get
1: flight. away from this situation.
0: We automatically go into flight. Now this happens really quickly, and we have no. This absolutely happens in this order: freeze, flight, and last resort is fight.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, avoid it if you can. But if you can't, okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go.
0: So our nervous system prepares us for this, but we can't not freeze because a lot of people want to not freeze and we can't not freeze. So we go into that. And that's our old brain from the days of cavemen where we automatically do that. So anyway, so all of this stuff happens and the reason our body follows our limbic system is because of the fight, flight freeze phenomenon. Mm. Can you say that a bunch of times? Freeze, flight, flight, phenomenon. Uh, free, freeze,
1: <laughs> flight, fight, phenomenon. I said it once slowly no, no. and phenomenon. I even stumbled on that.
0: <laughs> All right. So nonverbal communication. So other things, do you want me to tell you what I...
1: Yeah. Uh, so like, tell me some... I want to ask you some questions. About well, so we don't focus on the face. What part of the body... Can tell us the most or like, just give me an example, different examples of the body that can give that us can a... giveaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
0: secrets of reading the mind.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, just <laughs> try to interpret where somebody's coming from or it's like if they like you, they don't like you, they're invasive or they're, you know, amorous towards you, right?
0: Surprisingly enough, it's the feet. Our feet don't lie. Okay. Hips don't lie. Feet don't lie. Yeah, it's on, hips don't lie. Okay. So if your feet are pointing towards the person... You're interested in communicating with that person. If you're, you know, say there's like a first date, if you look under the table and see their feet, if they're near each other, it might be like not.
1: What's Okay, so if you're on the first date and she catches you checking out her feet, (laughs) you get like, you're you're not going to have most like, unless she's into that, you're not going to have a second date.
0: He talked about like if a woman is really comfortable. I mean, maybe this has happened. I, I don't think I've done this.
1: She will <laughs> hey, flip Hey, lady. Her shoe.
0: Hey, lady. You got nice feet. You have nice can, feet. I, can I see yeah. your feet? She'll cross her leg like this and flip the shoe. Oh. Like, and when is that she's a good thing? Really, well, when when she's really happy, mm. I'm like my dog. Right. She shakes her. Leg. Ah,
1: there you go. <laughs>
0: shakes the foot. If she's if you ruin it by saying something terrible. To the woman who's into you on your oh, date. Oh, it's over. You stop. She stop. Oh. You freeze the foot and then mm. you uncross the leg and you're done. Yes. It's
1: you check, please.
0: Right. Yeah. check, please. Right. Yeah. Date is over. So if you're standing with someone and their body is facing you and their feet are facing the other way, they want to leave.
1: Like I'm putting up with this, but <laughs> I'm looking like for an exit. Point. It's
0: like a pointer dog. Yeah. Like I'm going to point over here. Yeah. So it might be that they have to go it might be that they're uncomfortable having this conversation with you. It's like,
1: you know, know be. it's like when you go to that party and like, you have to talk so, to like 10 people home. and you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. Bye. 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 I love you too. Okay. Yeah. See you. Okay. Oh yeah. We need to do this more often. Bye. And you're like,
0: yeah. Oh my God. Another friend. Bye, bye. Bye. Yeah. You're like, I just want to get out of here. So one of the things that he commented on was like, where he would just point these things like not be creepy about it. Joe Navarro, the author, he'd just be like, Oh, it seems like you're in a hurry. And he looked at people's feet and say, Oh, do you have somewhere to be? Oh, how'd you? Oh, yeah, actually, I do. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't be like, Hey, your feet are telling me you need to get out of here. You know?
1: I'd be like, No, you're an FBI dude and you're questioning me, and I'm very uncomfortable, pal.
0: (laughs) So, one thing he does emphasize is none of these things are 100% indicative of lying and deception. All that it means is there's a tell about that person. They may be comfortable, they may be uncomfortable. Body language is in no way like a lie detector. Basically, right? Mm-hmm. So if your arms are crossed, that could mean that you're closed off and guarded and defensive. Could mean you're cold sometimes. Also, we protect our abdomen and our torso. You know, women especially do that. If you are nervous as a man, you're going to ventilate
1: with your, shirt, with your collar.
0: Your collar. Okay. Yep. Women will touch their neck when they're uncomfortable. Men do too. You ever do that? The neck thing? The behind the neck? Yeah.
1: I <laughs> I've done that a couple of times.
0: Behind the neck. I didn't read yet about the breathing, but I'm sure there's things with breathing and facial expressions. Like grimaces are pretty obvious if someone's scowling at you. <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of tell if they're excited, their eyebrows. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, the that, that facial expressions, yeah. I think, are pretty cut and dry. I mean, but then again, I you know, there the might be more to it walk- than this.
0: Yeah. Or the way someone's walking can sometimes be obvious. Mm-hmm. Right. If they're slumped and they're walking, if their head's held high, they're confident.
1: And then there's also, I mean, I think different people have different tells. In fact, um, I remember I saw in True Romance, and if you've ever seen this movie, you know the part I'm talking oh, yeah. about. The movie. And um, yeah. Eggplant. Well, yeah, that scene, but <laughs> that he talks about right before he kills, um, God, I forget the two actors. I'm terrible. Anyway. uh. He, Christopher Walken, you Christopher know. Walken, thank you. Mm-hmm. And then he, uh, Dennis Hopper, he's about ready to kill Dennis Hopper. Mm-hmm. Christopher Walken is is playing a Pisan. They dye his hair black. He does a decent accent. We just kind of go past this because he's, I don't think he's got a, an ounce of Italian. But hey, if we accepted James Conn, that's fine. Christopher Walken can play a mobster too. Anyway, he says that there are 16, I'm going to say, was it 16 pantomimes that oh, men have pantomimes. to know that they're lying? yeah like, and then he goes women have 32 men have 16 and i mean no but that's what he said you know like so, i never thought of looking that up but now i want to
0: Right now, we have- to
1: see if there's any like I, I love doing that with movies. I think I've mentioned that before. Like mm-hmm. I teach a film history class, and it's like okay, fact or fiction, history versus Hollywood, and that might be one that I want to take a look at. So
0: we'll have to see if that's
1: accurate. I yeah, I think different different opinions one. on how many pantomimes mm-hmm. there are, and I think different people have it's like you know in poker you can figure out mm-hmm. what the you know KGB you know with his Oreos. I mean you know they figured out what you know oh,
0: the Oreos.
1: Yeah, <laughs> when he had a, a good hand middle and then when he didn't he just like opened. you know he just put him down he, he pulled him apart and then put him down and he goes you know I'm out
0: you can have warriors at the poker table
1: I fold it's his uh, KGB does whatever he wants give that man his money he'd beat me I can't <laughs> do a good anyway <laughs> um, try, though. knit <laughs> that I can say yeah. <laughs> that I can do 90, a good you can say again
0: so the other things I learned were we have self soothing behaviors, <laughs> pacifying behaviors rubbing the legs back and forth is for many people pacifying behavior women will often fidget like with a bracelet you know that kind of thing like to self actually kind of do that so there's things that could be reminiscent from childhood maybe not sucking a pacifier per se it could be self-soothing maybe like rubbing your arm your leg Mm -hmm. in some way right
1: yeah. I mean, I think everybody's got something mm-hmm. that, that's, you know, self-soothing. So what
0: that means if you see someone doing that is there's a reaction in their nervous system. And
1: they're trying they to calm to themselves calm down.
0: down. Now, it might not have anything to do with you per se or being interrogated or questioned. It could just mean something spiked their nervousness. Their imagination. They this just... is often very unconscious. People don't even realize they're doing it. Right. Which is pretty cool. So now I'm going to be like a crazy observer of people. More so than now, that's going
1: to be saying something.
0: Okay, so there's some obvious ones. When you cross your legs, you're feeling guarded, and your ankles, especially as a woman, you're feeling guarded. Then there's this whole thing societally where women are supposed to sit a certain way because maybe they're used to wearing skirts or dresses.
1: Yeah, you mean not with their legs wide apart, yeah.
0: Yeah, (laughs) if you're comfortable, your legs are... I mean, you know... If we're standing near each other and I'm comfortable with you, (laughs) if I'm comfortable with you... My legs are not together. <laughs> Sounds strange the way that I'm saying this. Uh, okay, wait a minute. They're splayed. <laughs> splayed okay. <apart>. Okay. So <laughs> not necessarily a dog, you know, getting a belly rub, no. but your legs are-
1: No, if you lay on the floor, you know- Submissive. Yeah. Like, here, rub my belly. Then, yeah, I think you like pretty me. You trust me. You like me. Or how me.
0: about if you're wagging your tail, then you're pretty yep. happy, right? Yep. If your legs are pointed towards someone, that means that you're okay with them. Right. If your knees are, are pointed away from them too, then that means you're, you don't like them. You're uncomfortable with that person. Yeah. So that's as far as I got for the most part. There's, I think he goes through different body parts.
1: Not as good as I Never Split the Difference.
0: So Never Split the Difference. I have ended up buying the, the book because I listened to the audio book. So he has a whole bunch of tips and he did say in here because he referenced Joe Navarro's book. He referenced getting FaceTime. So we rely so much on texting and emails that we don't see people face-to-face. And we can tell a lot with tone of voice, um, body language, nonverbal cues. Also just feeling a sense of connection with people face-to-face, right? Yeah. I I mean, I think it's the way to go.
1: I get COVID and I get like what people had to do, but now I think people are getting away with so much murder because they're not meeting in person and you get a lot when you're looking at somebody face-to-face in person like you know yeah, yeah and i tell you what for my son we have his iep meetings and it's very convenient because i don't it have to miss convenient. a day and we can do it on a zoom or whatever but when there are those people who just have their initials there no i want to see you i got up i'm here like, let's see. Or they
0: turn their camera off? Well, I can't stand that's that. Easy. You
1: know, like, no, 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 no. Listen, you got the luxury of being at your house at the very like. Let's see. I don't care. You know, you can be from the waist down. You could probably be in your PJs for all I know. I don't care whatever. But your fuzzy um, slippers. Yeah, I mean, I want to see your face when I talk to you and when well, if if I call least. you out, I want to see how you react.
0: Well, at the very least, that's the problem we encounter with the telehealth. You know, which is limiting. Like, look, it's very convenient for certain things, but very inconvenient. So well, I was just thinking, just see people's face like a psychiatrist or prescribing meds. Thinking. Well,
1: Milton Erickson yeah. would have been terrible during, during COVID because he would have been <laughs> like, true. I really can't tell anything because I can't see you. So I don't know if you're lying or not because I'm really good at body language, but if it was
0: a phone you kind of
1: taken away my superpower. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Right. So we rely on technology and so much gets lost in communication with, over texting and even emails. And that's why it's good to have a follow-up in person, so do you know when business men and women they take people out to dinner, right? Like sales are trying. To well, yeah, them.
1: eating in front of somebody maybe you can learn something. Maybe there <laughs> should be a book pick. about that. What <laughs> you can body language and eating. <laughs> yeah, if they chew like a cow, <laughs> that means the they're greedy.
0: <laughs> yeah, if they chew on the left side versus the right side. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of you know like social etiquette that goes along with that, right?
1: Well yeah, you can see if, you know, they were raised by wolves or mm-hmm. you know. They have right. some kind of decorum and
0: mm-hmm.
1: they get up when a lady gets up and when a lady gets to the table.
0: Pushes you know. a chair in there.
1: Yes. There's always in a
0: chivalrous that. kind of way. Y-
1: yes. Yes, yeah. ma'am.
0: Right. <laughs> so I wonder about hats. Hats and glasses. Oh god, hats. Don't they get in the way? Yeah. Can't see people's eyes with sunglasses on.
1: So I'm gonna tell you I was gonna get you this really cool. For our anniversary, this really cool Yellowstone hat, but they don't have your size. So mm-hmm. I can't get you that. But it would have been awesome.
0: Thanks.
1: Anyway, no problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for the reveal. Now
1: that we're talking about hats, I was just we're thinking I'm about into hats.
0: I love hats. Yeah. So hats and glasses, you can't see people's facial expressions. Although, look, if you encounter someone with a hat and glasses, what do you do? You look at their feet. <laughs> you look at their torso, you look at their body language. So that might help. So we were talking about a little bit more about Chris Voss and do we talk about the calibrated questions? Do we talk about this?
1: A little bit. I
0: know you and I talked about it.
1: Yeah. Like the calibrated questions. The
0: mirroring. It seems like blank is valuable to you. It seems like you don't like blank. It seems like, it sounds like. Right.
1: And you're not saying that you must not care about your employees. It sounds like you really don't care about I your employees
0: you
1: <laughs> it sounds like you really don't care about your products seems but, like you
0: have other priorities yeah it seems like you know. <laughs> so there's calibrated questions that he talks about proposing and preparing three to five calibrated questions when you're negotiating do you remember these, these calibrated yeah, it'll, it'll, i'm sure it'll come back to me so these are the non-why questions so they will be like the what and how.
1: Yes. Okay. Right? How how am I supposed to do that? How
0: am I supposed to do that is the best question he mm-hmm. proposes, which I'm dying to use.
1: What does that do for you? Or what are we trying
0: to accomplish? What are we? Call, yeah.
1: What are we trying to accomplish here?
0: How does this affect things? What's the biggest challenge you face? How does that fit into what the objective is? So looking for common ground and common goal, right?
1: So um, lot the how's, how is that
0: worthwhile? How about that one? How's and no whys? You know why? No
1: whys because. You're not argumentative. It's something. It's perceived as something. What is it perceived as? Attacking. Yeah. And get defensive. Like, you're like, why are you doing that? Because you shouldn't be doing this. So why are you?
0: Right. Like the shooting. Right. right. Well, it, it he, it said it. Yeah, he said only use it sometimes.
1: Well, you I can see. say what inspired you to feel that way or what happened that made you? You can, you can
0: change way? a lot of whys into what. So, so I'm pretty good. But at why do you think that matters?
1: Or why do you think...
0: Or I think you can say, why did you... I don't know. He used an example. Why do
1: fools fall in love?
0: Right. Yeah, why?
1: Why? Annie Lennox, why? Annie Lennox, why? We can go go into a game of songs with why.
0: I think we did before. Yes. I think we did tackle that. Tell Tell me why. why? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) That's the, wait backstreet boys Yeah, right? you go i get them confused with 98 degrees that was just a commercial
1: why do birds sing oh i already sang that one i already started that one why do fools fall in love isn't
0: there a michael jackson song and, and paul mccartney why or that's
1: that's the, say 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 thing. not why why
0: why why why, why? <laughs> never mind why right so he used an, as an example i have to look through the book and see because i can't call off the top of my head When, why was appropriate and mostly okay. So do you? You do notice I'm like the master of non-shoulding, right? I can create most questions without a should or statements. Like I'll say, I would have liked to, I can, (laughs) instead of I should or you should, right?
1: You know what, Sammy Hagar wanted to know
0: why? Why can't this be love? Oh, right, yeah.
1: The Beatles wanted, why don't we do it in the road?
0: Yeah, yeah. And we did play this game before. Because I used pull out the Beatles. The Beatles have.
1: Why can't I be you?
0: Pretty much anything. You know that? The animals game. Right?
1: The animals game.
0: <laughs> the animals game. The <laughs> women, I think gender. 98
1: group. Degrees had a song called Why. Whatever. I never heard of it.
0: It's not, no. Okay.
1: I like, and my favorite Why song is Annie Lennox. Me too. Because she's, she's so angry. Uh, you feel bad for her. She
0: has a very good voice. Yeah. Okay. So negotiations. So not using why and looking at, like I said, common ground, trying to find common ground and the key players behind the scene. How does this affect the rest of your team? How on board are the people not on this call? Okay. What do your colleagues see as their main challenge in this area? Mm. So here we go with the how and what. So negotiating, nonverbal. So we're going to have to do homework and see what we notice this week. Don't you have a game?
1: Well, my game is you quizzing me on different terms in the psychological psychological arena.
0: Psychology terms. Yeah.
1: And then seeing if I can, like...
0: Am I giving you multiple choice names? Well,
1: it depends on, you could say this means blah, 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 blah. Is it A, B, C, D? Or you could tell me what I think a certain term means.
0: I think it's easier if I do that.
1: Uh, how, whatever blows your hair back.
0: <laughs> I'll try it. What is? Okay. And, see what you say. Okay. and if you struggle, I'll, give I'll you it.
1: I'll see me. if I'm, if I'm warm or like, you know, we'll if I'm if dancing around the answer.
0: Oh yeah. There's something called happy feet.
1: Happy feet. Oh, that means you're nervous.
0: No, you're happy. It's just you're happy. Excited. Okay. okay. Wasn't there a show or a movie, Happy Feet, with the penguins? Yeah,
1: with the penguins. Ooh, yeah, it was good.
0: So when a little kid is excited, they yeah. dance around, or they have to go to the bathroom, they might have they <laughs> dance around. All right, you ready? ready. I think we'd started this the other day, and I had some in mind, so I'm just gonna have to. Well,
1: up. the first one I picked up on, and I even used it.
0: Oh, because I said
1: because we and we were watching a movie, and I said what he's doing right now. Because she taught it to me. Is joining? That guy is joining because somebody was talking about something, and he—what was we watching a movie, and he was trying to like uh, get in good with him, or at least like kind of like assimilate to his way of thinking.
0: Why don't you tell everybody what joining? So when you're joining
1: that's when a psychologist, you know, if you're talking about whatever you're talking about, you know, you're, you're talking about, you went to the gym the other day and maybe the psychologist, you know, can kind of relate to what you're talking about. You know, how oh, I hate it when you do a set, you walk away for two minutes and then you come back and somebody's, oh yeah, that happens to me too. And the the place I go, to, and then mm-hmm. it's just banter, but it's also connecting with your, with your client, right? Right.
0: it's Connecting. <clears throat> the term was founded by Mnuchin in Structural Family Therapy. And that was one of the first steps is joining with a family. So a lot of their work was in-home family therapy. So you're going into their home, right? So you're a stranger in their home and you have to join with them. You have to align with them, build a therapeutic relationship and rapport. So it's joining, you know, not physically, like maybe they sit down and have a meal with you. I don't know, but like you would basically bond, like bond. Bond, yeah. yeah kind of a bonding. Okay. All right. You ready? Yep. What is projection?
1: Oh well, that's projection. Okay, so that's when if you feel a certain way, but you accuse somebody else of feeling that way. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's a, that's an example of projecting. I mean, again, I'm trying to come up with like a an ex- I mean, that's not an example, but that's definition. Example would be if I feel that I am. Oh God.
0: Frustrating. You know, or
1: yeah, I'm depressed. And I'm like, you're just mopey. You're so mopey all day. And it's like, but no, I'm really talking about myself. Really talking about
0: myself. And I hate
1: that about I, I you know, oh. I'm basically yelling at myself, but I don't want to yell at myself. I'd rather yell at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. So
0: it's a defense mechanism that's often unconscious when we say somebody else is feeling how we're feeling, as if it's on a projector, like a movie screen. They feel that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. What is enactment?
1: Enactment. Uh-huh. Oh, God, oh, God, Maybe it does it sound like you're reenacting something, but it's mm-hmm. it's therapeutic. I don't know yeah. if you're reenacting something but with a different outcome or no. That's something that's something else.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, you you're warm.
1: Okay, is it something that did occur or something that could occur and what you would say or do in that in that situation? No. Nope. Okay. No,
0: nope. it's not like a role play.
1: Okay, so, okay, so then again,
0: So again, coming from family therapy, it's getting people to act the way they normally would act. Oh,
1: I saw that with the family therapy, right?
0: Right. With the family therapy. So you kind of like on purpose, you maybe get them to react the way they would at home. Right. What would you
1: say if this one did this and then go from there?
0: Or you bring up a topic. Okay. Yeah. Like you join with one person and align against the other two. Like let's say the passive person in the family, you want to activate him. So you want them to reenact how they act at home and people will do this in groups and families and couples, a little more difficult and in individual because they're one-on-one with you, but they are reenacting how they behave with other people interpersonally with you. Okay. Okay. All right. Here's a tough one. Ready? Yeah. What is
1: Diffusion. Oh, that's easy. It's like if somebody's like getting all like excited or <laughs> like whatever, you kind of, you have to calm them down. And But like there's like diffusing the situation or diffusing, um, does, it, does it have to do with the last term we just talked about? No. Diffusion.
0: No, it's totally okay. different. Wait, wait, let me help you. It's spelled D-E-F-U-S-I-O-N.
1: D-E-F-U-S-I-O-N.
0: Diffusion, not D-I-F.
1: No, yeah. Diffusion. Okay. I give up what?
0: This one's tough. I don't think I've ever... Well, I might have talked to you about it a long time ago. In ACT, in acceptance commitment therapy, it's a technique that people learn how to distance from their thoughts. Instead of hooking into them, you're not fusing with your thoughts. You're noticing your thoughts going by and you're disconnected. So
1: could that be... Uh, like In doing that, you're compartmentalizing too because you know that that thought can really mess up your day. And yeah, it's something that you have to deal with, but later...
0: Kind of. It's just like, you know, the ticker on like the CNBC and the MSNBC. Okay. You're kind of watching it go by in the background or leaves on a stream or your thoughts are on a cloud. Okay. Right. So it's like you're kind of watching your thoughts go by and not hooking into them.
1: And that's healthy because if these thoughts are going to be toxic for you.
0: Yeah. You want to hook into them. Sure. Like some thoughts we have to definitely fuse to and hook into, but we're looking for ones that are unhelpful But
1: and that's kind of like also it kind of reminds me of uh, when we were talking about thinking traps
0: thinking traps yeah, yeah. not hooking it yeah it's another technique okay. that can be compounded with cbt where you're not hooking into the black and white thinking okay right? okay so speaking of thinking traps okay personalizing what is personalizing
1: i know this is uh, foggy personalizing i'm going to personalize something so say if you're going to go to lunch with somebody Mm-hmm. and you made plans or you didn't make plans, but you normally go to lunch quite often with this person. And this person said, listen, we're not going to lunch. And you're like, oh, okay. And it's like, well, it's probably because something I said or something I did, that means that we're not going to lunch.
0: Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. It's taking something to be your fault when it isn't your fault, when you don't have enough evidence to be your, be your fault. So when people personalize, they often jump to conclusions. They're assuming that something is about them. It's pretty egocentric. I know. Right. Like, it's all about me. Right. They're mad at me when maybe they just had to cancel because they're sick. or They had some other plans. Or the other person is being very passive aggressive and actually mad at you and not telling you. Because that can happen. Right. A lot of people are avoidant.
1: I wouldn't know. But if you say so.
0: <laughs> you would know. You're avoidant about being avoidant. <laughs> all right, we'll do one more. Okay. Okay, so here's a fun one. Id. What is id? Now it's what ego is, and
1: superego, but I forget which one. It's like a three-headed monster of all of us. It's a, you know, Freud. Freudism. Freudism. Uh, it's a Freudism. There's the person we are. There's the person that we want to be. And then there's the other guy.
0: There's, Who's this guy? Um, Who's
1: it? There's like who we are. There's who we, uh, there's temptation, mm-hmm. right? Is ego's is a temptation? No, superego's a temptation. No, it's a temptation. <laughs> the, 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 I had third time with the charm. Okay. It's our pleasure. It is the biting the apple. Yeah. And it's a forbidden fruit, yeah, right? We have to battle. Okay.
0: So, or it is the pleasure seeking part of ourselves that mm-hmm. wants to. Indulge, get dopamine hits, and, you know, quote unquote, do bad things or whatever. It's all very selfish and ego driven and not ego, ego, but e- like wanting to just indulge, be very indulgent. And the ego is our sense of self. And our superego, I think, hmm, is our consciousness, is our conscientiousness or our Jiminy Cricket, right? Our consciousness. The function of the ego is to mediate between the prime desires of the id and the superego.
1: Jiminy okay. Cricket.
0: Jiminy Cricket. So, what have we learned today? You're going to study nonverbal behavior tomorrow when you go to work? Yes. You're watch people's feet?
1: No, mm, I'm probably not going to do that because that's just weird. But if I notice it, you know, I'm not going to make a point of studying it, but that's something that I'll keep on my radar a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. You're going to look at people's nonverbal So, I'm going to finish this book. I'll see if there's any more tidbits to add later. A couple of things I wanted to make as far as announcements go. I mentioned last time we had hi- I hired two more people working in Philly and soon to be in New Jersey. Also, we're going to be starting a DBT group, which is a dialectical behavioral therapy group in Marlton for adults ages 20 to 29. It's going to run for six weeks with one of our therapists in Marlton. And it starts May 31st at 6 p.m.
1: Lots of goings on.
0: We have that. Yep. So very exciting for you guys. Know anyone or interested, definitely call our office and see if that's something that might be a good fit for you. You can Google DBT to see what that's about. It's basically about stress reduction, learning mindfulness skills, and emotional regulation. So, as always, thanks for listening to our show. Catch all of our episodes and more at www.innerbalancepsychology.com or talktherapycbt.com. Email us if you have any questions at info. At innerbalancepsychology.com and stop it and give yourself a chance.